0: Hey guys, this is Joy.
1: And this is Claire. Hello.
0: Hello, party people. We have so many fun people in the chat. It's a Monday morning. We're showing up for this week. We have a lot to catch up on. So uh, we were just talking about teeth in the chat and a lot of people have to go to the dentist today. I apologize that you have to do that on a Monday. It should dentists shouldn't be open on a Monday unless there's like emergency services. Like you should just not start your week at the dentist,
1: right? I also think that more adult dentists need to bring back the prize box. Oh yes, like my kids get like a party bag every time they go to the dentist, and all I get is like maybe a little toothpaste, like toothpaste Mm -hmm. sample. No. I want a pencil topper.
0: I would love a candy ring, even though you just went to the dentist. Like, just let's be real. I would a slap
1: bracelet and a pencil topper.
0: I will gladly take a slap bracelet. (laughs) I will gladly take anything with like, like one of those stickers with glitter on it. I, you know, I... I'm not picky. Like a I just want. Scratch and
1: stick sniffer. Exactly. Sniff, scratch, Do you remember? Scratch and sniff sticker.
0: <laughs> Do you remember the stickers that had like gel in them and when you pushed yeah, on like them? like it-
1: puffy paint almost. Puffy
0: paint almost on the inside yeah. and you mm-hmm. could. Oh, this was so amazing.
1: Yeah. Give me yeah. a suite of stickers for going to mm-hmm. the dentist. Come on. And honestly, the cost of that would be so low and everyone would love it so much. I need to recommend this to my dentist. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to know how you're going to get more clients? And like word of mouth is by having a goodie box, like a prize yeah. box that everyone, including the adults, get to choose from when they leave.
0: But yes, I, I would like to have a prize afterwards. I barely get three to- free toothpaste and toothbrushes anymore. Yeah, they're
1: like, would you like a toothpaste or a floss? I'm like, I have to pick. Mm-hmm. You- I'm spending so much money on this. Yeah. The last time I was there, my dentist had called out and they were like, we'll just give you a cleaning. And next time the dentist will see you. And I'm like, but what if I have a cavity? I actually to make love, it seem so urgent. When no, I'm- I
0: love when that happens because I'm like, yes, I get to delay another six months. Actually, I'm on a four month plan right now because I just decided to up my cleanings yeah. just to like get ahead of any problems. Because as we've talked about that, I have like bad teeth genes anyway. So, but I do love when they're like, oh, the dentist is out. I'm like, darn, I have to wait, you know, four or five more months to get the news that I have another cavity.
1: And yet, when you do have a cavity, they're like, we need to take care of this right away. And it's like, know. last time I I was here, you seemed unbothered at waiting six months to check my teeth.
0: I would like a dentist to weigh in. How urgent is it? Yes, right. Because they're always like, let's schedule right now. It's kind of like this... Uh, I feel like it's a, a pyramid scheme. We're like, yeah, can we sign right. you up today?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's get, let's get you scheduled right. And it's like when like a hail guy comes. and He's like, well, let's get you on the schedule
0: today. Yeah.
1: I'm like, well, and actually I do have a hail guy coming today because he came to my house and was like- Oh, we have one coming on
0: Friday. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the guy was oh, like, oh, did, did you know, get I hail damage too? Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I saw it and was like, this is nothing. And the guy was like, this is like, you could get, you may be entitled to compensation for this hail. <laughs> damage. was like, okay, <laughs> nice.
0: Of course you are.
1: Our you house is not. Like our, we have- yeah. vi- Longmont has not gotten so much hail that we've gotten that we could get a new roof, which is really like the dream.
0: Mm-hmm. That the happened day. to us a few years ago. It was yep. great. We we're like, yes,
1: new roof, on insurance, <laughs> and it doesn't like make your your premium go up. Premium, because it's right? Act of nature. Anyway, I did my run. Should we talk about it?
0: Yes, let's talk about it.
1: It sucked. <laughs> I hated it. I hated the whole thing. That's not true. The first like the first mile was fine. All right. Let me back up. So everybody back knows up. I have, maybe you don't know. One of my New Year's resolutions this year was to give trail running like a real try. And so the best way that I could quantify that for a New Year's resolution was to say, okay, I'm going to sign up for like a real trail race. The race I picked was a 5K, which felt very approachable, like 5K, not a big distance. The It was called the 5K at 10,000 feet. It was also a 10K at 10,000 feet in Vail. So you take the gondola up. You're not even like running up the whole mountain. You take the gondola up to the middle, the middle of the mountain, and then you run a little loop and you come back down to the gondola. And the loop is uphill the the first half and then back downhill the other half. I mean, it's only – you gain about 600 feet of elevation in a mile and a half. So it's uphill for sure, but it's not – I mean, I think they said it was maybe like about a – 7% grade. Most people are hiking. It's not, you know, but it's not like technical the way on the way up. It's only a mile and a half. So I'm thinking, you know what? I can this is fine. I can handle this. Kelly, our resident running coach expert, says, To be fair, you chose a really hard trail race. I didn't know that.
0: Mm. Uh Uh-huh.
1: I didn't know that. So I'm I get up there. It's beautiful. We have Colorado has never gotten so much rain as we have this year as we've been talking about so much because we like it's like the headline of the year. Right.
0: We're like it's raining again.
1: The mountains are so green. It almost so doesn't green. even feel real. And mm. the and mountain green is like a different shade of green. Oh, it's, it's like, so
0: beautiful. It's
1: like if I, I feel like if I was like a butterfly and could see ultraviolet or like, it feels like another <laughs> spectrum of color almost when you're looking at it. It's so vibrant.
0: It's amazing. It's
1: unbelievable. So I'm like riding up the gondola. I'm feeling fantastic. I've been actually doing some training for this. i going Went on runs, I ran like three and a half miles a couple of times, and like that felt good. I was like the, the distance I got, but I also knew I haven't been trail running, and I haven't, I definitely haven't been training at elevation. But I have a lot of experience in my life at elevation. Like I used to live in Frisco, I worked. On the mountain, I go skiing all the time. You know what I mean? Like I thought, you know what? I know, I know, like I I know I haven't been training elevation, but I know what the difference will feel like. I know I'm just going to like hike the uphills and not put any pressure on it and I'll just run the downhills and hope for the best. Should be fine. It's only three miles. The thing that I forgot about myself is that I throw up at elevation if I am working really hard. Not when I'm skiing, because I'm not hiking really when I ski, but like this is part of why I don't f- do 14ers is because I throw up every time or come very close to throwing up and have to like sit down for 20 minutes to regain myself. It did not occur to me that, of course, that was going to happen when I was doing this run. And as soon as it did happen, which spoiler alert, it did happen, I was like, Oh yeah. Damn it. This is this is a thing that happens to me. Yeah, Mira says, "Oh, that's a really important detail." It is a really important detail. I forgot. About this very important detail, Claire throws up at altitude, and so I make it to the first aid station, which is only one aid station. It's a five k. Again, I'm not running an ultra marathon here. The, fi- the first aid station is like a little bit past the one mile point, right where you kind of like for the first time turn back to go across, and then there's like still some uphill, and then you get to the kind of the, the peak of the circle, if you will, and then go back down the other way. And I, get, I get, had been doing like a nice little run hike mix to the aid station. I mean, I'm at the back of the pack, but that's fine. I'm, I'm in the pack still. I'm Feeling good. Yeah.
0: You're like, I just want to finish this. Let's I just want to finish and I, my
1: my sort of like loose expectation was I just want to run as much as I walk. Like I want it to be a 50-50 split. And because the downhill, the whole second half of the course is downhill, I thought that'll be fine. Worst case scenario, I hike the first half and run the second half, not a big deal. So the fact that I had done some running on the uphill, I was feeling fantastic. Like things are going great. I turned to cut into like get into the single track this whole time we've been on the road. I turned to get into the single track and I'm still kind of like run, walking. and everything's fine. Get to this kind of last little steep part before it's going to start evening out and going downhill. Suddenly just like hit a wall, go from sort of like fast hiking, a little bit of running to just barely being able to put one foot in front of the other, immediately have to like pull over and throw up in the bushes. And it was just like, well, so it wasn't that sort of exertion nausea where you're, you know, you're working so hard that you're breathing so hard that you kind of cause yourself to gag. This was just straight up altitude sickness. That was it then the rest of the race was just like trying to not
0: like fight that off
1: yeah Ugh. like trying to fight that off Keep and it also at bay. the very little food that i had eaten was gone so i had no fuel i had already passed the aid station so i'm not getting you know like i had my little trail vest in my one little water bottle but by this point that is like a hot reservoir of plastic tasting water that's been held against my body for since i put that thing on at seven to you know, an hour <laughs> and a half ago right i had little energy chews like those little honey stinger gummies which at the time when that I chose that as my trail snack. I was like, this is perfect. They're so small. But I was like, after I threw up, the last thing I wanted was to choke down a bunch of gummies. So I don't have anything to eat. It just like went downhill so quickly. No pun intended. So now I'm on the downhill part and I'm walking. I'm like, this is not how I thought this was going to go. I was hoping that I would at least be able to run the downhill. And, you know, maybe I'd have to walk a couple of spots that were like really steep or rocky, but this is not how I thought this was going, going to go. And then the thing that like really was the last nail in the coffin was that the front of the 10K pack caught up to me. So this was a 5K, 10K. The 10 10K basically does like a larger loop of which the 5K is like an interior concentric circle. Okay. Sure. And the first half mile or whatever and the last maybe three quarters of the mile are the same. The mm-hmm. 10K started 10 minutes ahead of us or 15 minutes ahead of the 5K. Keep that into perspective that I was like, I think my f- my final time was like f- over 40 minutes for this 5K. And so by this point, that's about the hour mark of the 10K. So the faster people in the 10K are starting to come down. hmm And I'm in this downhill single track where these 10K – these, like, fast 10K runners are trying to just fly. Sure. And I can hear them galloping up behind me while I am, like, trudging, barely running as – you know, as any any chance I took where I thought, okay, I can start running, I would, like – kind of start picking up pick the it safety. up yeah but then I'd hear this person like galloping up behind me and I would just have to step off the trail and so I feel like that was the kind of like final thing that even if I could have redeemed myself on the downhill and it was starting to feel a little better and okay like we're going downhill uh, let's pick up the pace a little bit
0: I so could anxiety provoking when yeah, people I are like coming I up behind having, you right yeah. and they
1: were all so nice of course. but they also were not about to just hang out behind me yeah I'd step off and they'd say thank you so much you're doing great keep it up like they were very you know and I think they they realized, like, oh, no, this girl has fallen way off the back in the 5K. Like, we should not be passing her. <laughs> Everyone was so nice. But, like, these are the people who would go on to win the race, you know. And then, like, the front – like, these people had clearly been running hard for an
0: hour sure and
1: at high elevations so then I just like any chance I had at getting back some momentum in the last mile on the downhill was just gone because I kept having to get off the track or off the trail so I finished and threw up again because I did kind of try to pick it up in the the very the very last part does open up a little bit more and you can kind of get a little bit more momentum going threw up again after I crossed the finish line and was just like well that sucked (laughs) that was not fun
0: how many people would you say ran it
1: it was about three hundred, so it's pretty big. It's a day. good amount, yeah. It's a good amount if you're in a single track, yeah. And about two hundred did the ten k, and about hundred did the five k, mm-hmm. more give or take. I yeah. haven't looked at my place, like the place I came in, because I don't really care. And I know I, you know, probably at least twenty or thirty of the ten k people passed me. I am not finishing. I probably was the last five k finisher who actually finished. Like, if there were other people who finished before after me, it's probably because they didn't finish or who placed quote unquote after me. That just I think the biggest thing that I'm frustrated by is not like, oh, that was so hard or, you know, I, I thought – like I knew it was going to be hard. It wasn't even that I like expected to love it and didn't end up loving it. The thing that I'm bummed about is that I feel like I actually trained for this. I actually like was ready to kind of come in and suffer and then didn't have the chance to do that because the first couple – the first little part of the race, I was like, okay, I'm doing good. I just need to kind of get to the downhill so I can actually – run more. And when I got to the downhill, I just had to walk. So I feel like I put in this work, I like mentally was ready, didn't get a chance to like, test out my training kind of.
0: Yeah, your body betrayed you. You were just like, I was trying so hard to do this, uh, right, testing my fitness. But Then you just had to battle being nauseous the whole time. And that's so frustrating. Kelly said that that race attracts really fast people. So you were just, you know, you're hanging with the big dogs.
1: Uh, Kelly's looking at the race results. (laughs) There were plenty of 5k finishers after me. Thanks, Kelly. (laughs) See? And I did finish. And like the thing that I knew, I knew I would finish because I know that I can hike three miles even at that elevation. I was like, that's not the question. I know that I can get my body across the finish line. And that kind of was my mantra as I was training was like, you know what? I'm going into this with low expectations. I just, I know that if push comes to shove, I can hike this. And so that's kind of what I ended up doing was like, well, crap. I mean, I guess at least I know that I can hike this. I just was like looking forward to kind of like, I wasn't even sore. I should have been sore. You know, I've been more sore from training runs. That doesn't feel like that should be the case. My feet didn't even hurt. You know, and not that it was a long run, but, like, if you're going on a three-plus-mile trail run at 10,000 feet, like, you should be a little bit sore. Your feet should hurt a little bit. So it really just felt, like, anticlimactic. Like, come on. I, like, trained for this. I put in all this work. I didn't really get a chance to
0: to showcase your amazing talent
1: or to even just like see how it really would feel i think that was the thing that i was hoping for going into this was like okay i haven't been able to train on trails i haven't been able to train at elevation what does it feel like to really run like that and it was like Mm -hmm. i didn't even and maybe this is that's the reality is like this is how it feels it feels nauseating and you're gonna throw up (laughs) Maybe that's just how it feels. But I was hoping to get a sense of like, oh, trail running, like this is how trail running feels. So,
0: well, I liked your post where you're kind of like when you posted uh, on Instagram about the trail run and that maybe, you know, high elevation isn't for you. There's no like poetic ending of just like, yes, I did this. And then you're like, well, I tried it. And it. I, exactly. it wasn't what I it wasn't what I expected. I was expecting maybe something different. But we were texting yesterday, too, with Jess. And you were like, I'm from Boulder, I should be able to handle this. Like, I know, <laughs> feel like you feel like you're you can't claim Boulder, because it's like the land of great athletes and high elevation right. training. And you're like, and my body just doesn't do it. Like, what? What the heck? I can't. I'm from Boulder, but I'm from Boulder. I'm
1: from Boulder. (laughs) Like, this should just come with the territory. Not even that, like, oh, Boulder's a high – like, of course, you know, I've been training at – 5,500 feet or whatever in Longmont, I'm training at elevation compared to someone at sea level. But to me, this is my baseline. So of course, going up to 10,000 feet or even higher is going to feel really different. That's still double the elevation. I more kind of mean like the identity of people in Boulder is so everyone I know does this stuff or grew up with did this stuff. Like, you know, everyone would go like run Sunitas on their lunch break or like (sighs) – You know, like that was just a normal activity that everyone always did. I have been trying to become an endurance athlete my whole life, and I just have not been able to crack the nut. Like even to the point, we were texting us yesterday, even to the point where when I was in high school, I tried training for triathlons because that was like a normal high school activity to do. Everyone was doing triathlons, like whose life is this? But trying to train for triathlons and I could not, I was having such a hard time building endurance to the point where I got a full cardiac workup at age 17, like treadmill EKG, the whole thing, heart ultrasound, because they were like, this does not add up. Why can you not, why can't you do this? Like, people in Boulder are just so, like, yeah. They're, like, you should be, able, you should to be able
0: to be an elite athlete if you live here. Right. So if you try, like, it should just happen so for weird. you. That's weird.
1: To the, yeah. That it was, like, to the point of being seen as a medical anomaly that, like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Like that, but that's, and I, I have to kind of sometimes remind myself, like, this is not real life. Boulder is not real life. Boulder is really not real life, but Boulder like also in that regard, yeah. it's not real life. Mm-hmm. And I just remember my doctor after that whole thing, like, I'd been through all these tests, like, I'd had all this blood drawn, which was really traumatic at, you know, middle of high school. And I might have even been younger, I might have been like 15. And I just remember my doctor being like, well, everything looks good. Like, maybe you're just not built for this. And it was like, what? I can't just not be built for this. That's not one of the choices.
0: Like that's not an answer. That's not the answer that I need.
1: And then I like have been evaluated for asthma tons of times. And sometimes I come back, you know, when you are evaluated for asthma in the most basic sense, what they do is they test your lung capacity before and after you've been given an inhaler. And that's sort of like there are other diagnostic criteria, I'm sure. But that sort of is like the thing. You sit in this little phone booth that doesn't allow any, that basically like tracks your lung capacity so that there's no like, ex, you know, there's no external air factors happening. And you wear a little nose clip and you get stuck, like blow into this tube and then they give you an inhaler and then a couple minutes later or whatever, you do it again. So if you increase by a certain amount, then that means, oh, okay, you have asthma. It feels like a weird way to back into it by like giving you the medication and seeing if it works. but. So sometimes yes, and sometimes no, when I test for that. Like sometimes it's like, oh, or sometimes I'm like right on the line. So even that is like not a very reliable solution. Anyway, that's so funny. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's, I only, I, when I was in junior high, I ran track and I just remember running really, really, really fast. Cause at that age, you're like, I was just trying not to lose. I didn't want to, my biggest fear was being last. So I remember my first 800, I just took off running and, bolted and sprinted the whole way and won the race because i was so terrified of losing while i was running track for that season i just remember being like i think i have asthma no i was just running too hard like i got an inhaler and i was diagnosed with exercise induced asthma but i was like no i think it's pretty much that i was just running too hard and i was getting fran lung before i knew what fran lung was right
1: this is actually just (laughs) overuse. even well so even in junior high when i tried to go out for track the the like first week or whatever they kind of just put everyone through this boot camp and I I struggled so hard with that that I lost my voice from breathing so hard I'm sure that probably says something about like the in like me breathing incorrectly through my vocal cords but I ended up doing triple jump because they were like you clearly cannot run triple jump I also obviously cannot triple jump like triple jump middle like, school triple jump is like where you go to die. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're setting you up to fail. You're just a tiny little person. Oh my gosh. Well... We're but all very proud an of you. even
1: smaller version of B being like, <laughs> I am the triple jumper. I'm here to triple jump for Platt Middle School. Yes, hello. And they were like,
0: no, that doesn't check out at all. Uh, so anyway. Well, congratulations. Yeah, Everyone's very proud.
1: I am grateful for everyone being so supportive of like me having this mediocre experience. I did this run. You know, the strategy was always do this one because the one I really was going to do was in Steamboat over Labor Day weekend. I have an Airbnb for Steamboat for Labor Day weekend that I cannot cancel. <laughs> So I may still end up doing this one in Steamboat, and maybe I just need to kind of do two and have two of them really suck to see, like, okay, this one. maybe I'll do just- that one with
0: you. I don't think you I should. have a. I don't think I have anything planned yet. There's
1: a ten k. And it, actually the 10K is nicer than the 5K, except really? for the fact that I can't physically go that far. But the 5K is like an out and back where you literally just like run up the hill and come back down. The 10K is an actual loop and it actually looks pretty nice. But it's the, this one also is called the 10K at 10K, 10,000 feet. Mm-hmm. It's Rabbit ears pass.
0: Oh yeah, we talked about this because you're like, I love it. It's a great name, 10K at 10K. Yeah.
1: And that's <laughs> how I found this one because it was like, they're both called 10K at 10K. And I was like, huh, I love this. Turns out like thinking the name of a race is clever is not a good enough reason to sign up for it. It's sort of like how I pick my like March Madness brackets where I'm like, oh, Bulldogs are so cute. I'm going to pick the Bulldogs. and Everyone's like, that team's amazing. They're going to probably win. I'm like, oh, but it's mostly just about the Bulldogs. And what I'm trying to get at is that I'm going to do one more. If that one is also as terrible as it probably will be, then I'll know, okay, this is not for me. And that this experience in Vail was not an anomaly. But the other thing is like, this sounds weird, but I think if I plan on puking, like if I plan ahead and know I'm going to puke and I have the right snacks for that, and I have better water, things might be okay. Because me throwing up at elevation at high altitude, it's not a warning sign of like my body shutting down. It's just sort of how my body reacts to working hard at that altitude. And so in a weird way, it's sort of like, okay, body, I know this is gonna happen. You know, this is gonna happen. What do we need to do to be cool with that versus like, oh, if I throw up, it means I can't do it. So instead of having gummies, maybe I take an applesauce pouch. Instead of having like one warm thing of water on my chest, I actually have some electrolytes with me. Right. I think that that's fine. I
0: mean, fueling, and I think because you weren't able able to practice in that environment. I think that's something that, again, I don't think you necessarily had to do that for a 5k. Like you figured it out, but that's another testament of like mimicking any races that you do of like practicing what fuel you're going to take, practicing how much hydration. Like I know when I do a certain type of race, if I, eat at too many if I eat too many gels or what have you I get indigestion like I don't need that much fuel but I do need fuel and it's like what type of fuel and it's such a it's such a science like this is a testament again like Kelly would, would agree I'm sure of like it is so individual and it's it you whittle everything down to such a almost like a well-oiled machine when you're running because these little things come into play what type of socks you wear. Oh, this shirt actually rubs me the wrong way here. Like I wore a skirt when I ran a running skirt when I ran the 10 miler. And it was like rubbing a certain part of my thigh. I was like, Oh, I haven't run 10 miles in this skirt. This is good to know. I mean, luckily, by the end, it was fine. Like it was just starting to chafe like right at mile nine. So it's not like I had to run the whole thing that way. But like, these are the things that totally matters. Like you kind of want to do the exact, you want to wear the exact same clothes, drink the exact same thing. Eat the exact same snacks because you don't want any surprises. Nothing new on race day.
1: Totally. I was thinking about that. Like that's why even I did a couple runs in my running vest just like on the bike trail by my house because I was like, I got to figure this out. If I get out there for the first time and my water bottle is like hitting me in the face or even just like something is making an annoying clicking sound, that is going to – I can't cope with annoying clicking sounds for that amount of time. I had like my – Socks and shoes situation figured out. Like I had us, you know, my whole system. I think that's the other reason that I was sort of annoyed with myself for not remembering that this is like what happens to me at altitude because it wasn't – What as soon as I started feeling nauseous, I was like, oh, yeah, this happens. I could have planned for this. And that also is annoying because I was like, oh, yeah. I shouldn't know this is going to happen. Like know. how did I forget this was going to happen? Yes. Yeah.
0: yes, 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 We've all been there. We've all been there. Well, we're all very proud. And – uh, we look forward to your future career in trail running. Or not. <laughs> Can you hear my stomach growling? Can, you Can hear I hear my stomach? your stomach
1: growling? No. Yeah. Did you okay, not good. have a pre-podcast snack? I
0: ate breakfast this morning, but clearly I didn't eat enough because I'm like, it's an hour later and I'm, well, no, it's two hours. See, this is the thing. I think it's only been an hour since I ate. I'm like, no, I ate at seven and it's 930. So that would track. I need a snack. <laughs>
1: I <laughs> like scarfed down a nectarine right before this stone fruit season is here. Oh, yeah. Peaches in Colorado are going to be so soon.
0: So soon.
1: Speaking of our favorite Colorado things, let's take a minute to talk about our favorite sponsor, Ned. Can Ned? I tell you a pro
0: tip? Can yes. I tell you a pro tip? Please. Because I traveled this week, much like your trip from last the last episode, but I was really tmi I knew I wasn't going to poop during the trip. I was like, I really need to keep my system regular. I brought a ton of mellow with me and that does it for you. So another testament yeah, if you, for mellow. If
1: you've never taken <laughs> magnesium before, you do got to kind of like titrate it into your life because otherwise it'll make you poop unless you're trying to get yourself to poop, in which case I was trying to get
0: myself to poop. It's great. Yeah.
1: In fact... I think this is a problem that a lot of people deal with. And I'm not saying that Ned is like your needs to be your go to for pooping, but no. anytime we're on vacation, we are always texting each other back and forth of like, first real poop. Now vacation can start.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> I was really grateful to have the daily blend with me on my trail run, or not on my trail run, but on my trip this weekend when I did my trail run. Oh, that's because a good idea. The night before, I was like, a little bit nervous, and you know, like if you have something you have to wake up for in the morning, sometimes it can be hard to stay asleep. And so I took my mellow and my daily blend before I went to sleep and was able to get like a super great restful night of sleep and didn't wake up in the middle of the night and didn't like hover just below the sleep level with my brain saying like, you can't go into deep sleep. You're to You got to wake up in the morning. But also it didn't knock me out to the point where I didn't feel like I could wake up easily, which is how I feel when I take things like Tylenol PM or Benadryl or something. We talk about Ned a lot for sleep, but it's also, they have so many products for so many different things. You got to check them out. HelloNed.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash Joy, J-O-Y, or use discount code Joy for 15% off your order. We both love the mellow magnesium powder. We also both love the shut-eye chai, which does not have any CBD in it. And it has so many amazing adaptogens and herbs and is just so tasty. And then for CBD specific products, I love the daily blend, which the 750 milligram concentration is the one that I get. But if you've never used CBD before, you can start out a little bit lower. Or if you know what you want, they offer a couple different concentrations. And Joy loves the sleep blend, which has CBD as well as some other herbs and botanicals in it to really specifically support sleep. Check them out. Out. We love Ned so much. Their products are amazing. They are so intentional. That's helloned.com forward slash joy or use the discount code joy. Thank you for supporting the brands that support our podcast. Thank you, Ned. All right. So you had a trip this week, but before we talk about that. No. I know. I know. No. We have to. We have to no. tell the people that you did not go see Taylor Swift.
0: I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it.
1: What happened? Tell us. It just wasn't. Uh. just The stars did not align, right?
0: So many things didn't align, but um, uh, talking about mediocre experiences while we're at it, I'm just going to call this episode the mediocre experience. Um, Yeah, so I'll talk about my trip in a second, but I went to Newport Beach and uh, as we know for the past few months, I've been looking at Taylor Swift tickets for Denver and we've been watching the trends and... You know, Mira just said, Joy, come to Europe. She's coming here and it's way cheaper. Yes, that is my plan. I have a pre-sale code for Dublin. We will see if that works out. And that goes on sale the day this episode airs. So I will let you know, and it's like 4 a.m. that I have to get up and buy these tickets, which I'll be up anyway.
1: Like, that's perfect for you,
0: actually. Um, Yeah, I'm like, this is great. I am ready for this. I was born for it, trained for it, get up early. So by the time this episode airs, you will know whether or not I got Dublin. Anyway, scoured tickets. We Scott and I kept looking. Scott would find a couple. And every time he would find one, he's like, you should, this is a good one. You should consider this. My stomach would drop at the price. I would be like, oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. You know, I'd get so pissed. I'm like, this I just just doesn't feel right. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. And so, you know. At Newport, I kept looking, and things were kind of trending pretty well on Friday. I was like, oh, I'd actually buy that ticket if it's available Saturday. I would buy this ticket on, on Saturday. And so I fly home, and I just kept looking at ticket prices. And then, of course, when you – I started – I actually picked – I was I had Wi-Fi on the plane, so I found a few on the plane, and I started, like, clicking through to buy it. And I was like, actually, I think I'm going to buy this one. And then I got to the fees. How many do you think the fees were for, like, a – ticket.
1: I literally don't even know how to start estimating that.
0: Would anyone in the chat care to venture? I just, thank you. Sabrina, $400. No. Yeah. $400 for the fees and an additional $1,200 ticket. So then it's like, it's almost like you're, and $1,200 got you kind of a shitty ticket. Like you didn't get a great ticket. There are actually a couple floor seats that were dropping and people would snag them up. So I would like go to buy it for the floor seats and they were gone by the time you'd go to check out. So I would just constantly refresh. I was refreshing for hours. And then so I think because I was refreshing and looking so much, I started to get jaded on like how much this was actually going to cost. And so I was like, you know, then I saw like a $2,000 ticket for a nosebleed. I was like, this is madness, Joy. What are you even doing? Like, you don't even like this doesn't feel good for you. So then I stopped looking. And I kind of had resigned that I'm like, I'm just going to bike down there. I'm just going to watch it from the outside. So my friend and I, who were kind of texting about doing the bike trip, we're like, okay, let's plan to meet there. Like maybe around eight o'clock. She doesn't go on until eight. That way you can just, we can like ride up there, listen to a few songs and whatever. And so by the time I got home, I was so exhausted because I'd been up probably till 1am both nights because we were just chit chatting the whole time where it was a girl's trip. And I was, I started to get like this delirious depression. I started looking at videos of people waiting outside to kind of watch it from the outside. And I started to get pissed. I was like, I don't want to go down there and watch it from the outside. I want to be inside. And then I just completely went into a spiral of depression. So I was like, I'm just gonna, I texted my friend. I was like, I'm starting to lose steam. And I'm just like bummed. And she's like, me too. And so we both like took each other's like, that were like, you're losing steam, I'm losing steam. So we were like, let's just watch it on TikTok because all the TikTokers stream it and they live stream it. And actually I had a really good TikToker who was live streaming it from like a really good seat. So I was like, I watched it from my bed, fell asleep in bed watching the show, woke up with the worst FOMO of my life that I cried. I felt and and I also woke up to these amazing photos with all my friends from the last day. Like we're on this huge text thread from this girl's trip that I was on. And they all texted these amazing photos from the beach from the last night. And I wasn't in them because I flew home early to go to Taylor Swift that I ended up not going to. And so I woke up to like serious FOMO from Tay Tay serious FOMO from my girlfriend trip of me not being with them for the last night. And I just cried. I was like, I was trying to fight back tears. and so I was like, why are you crying over this? And then I just was like sitting at my, t- and Scott's out of town. So I was like all by myself. And I'm just sitting at the kitchen counter. Like I just started crying. <laughs> And my mom texted me, she's like, Did you make it to the concert? And I was like, No, I'm really sad. And side note, she was egging me on to pay whatever, like pay whatever joy. Life is too short. I, she's, you know, a lot of her friends are like older and passing away. So she's really in this mode of like, Life is too short. Live it up. I just had a friend who was, alive one minute and now she's in a nursing home like she just she's like really <laughs> I know she's like
1: I love that and you're like okay mom like you are in your 70s like it's a little different
0: it's a little different like I get I it I could die that. today like I, but, but it was like, really I do cute love that
1: energy so much
0: and it's really cute because um anytime I need to make a big purchase I will call her and she is the biggest instigator she will just egg it on yes you deserve it you work so hard because she knows that like that's how we were raised and we're very frugal and so she will always pep talk me anyway so she texted me and I was like I'm sad and then I texted Scott I was like I'm so sad I have the worst FOMO So I had a really rough morning yesterday. And so I was like, I got to get my crap together. I got to like get my mind right. I was just like in this mode of like, I don't know if people do this, but whenever I'm in a bad mood, like like attracts like. So all these bad thoughts just start spiraling. And then I ended up in this place where I was like, what am I even doing with my life? And I was like, oh, I need to get out of the house when this happens. So I went to the farmer's market. I saw our great friend's. Uh, who runs Madam Jams, I bought some dog bathing wash that smelled delicious and some delicious treats and walked around, got to pet a golden retriever. And then I was like slowly getting out of my mood. But whoo, that was rough. That was rough. That was real rough. That's never happened before, like over a stupid concert. Like, (laughs) I was so
1: depressed. I was so sad. It's just, like, been such a long process and, like, so many – I mean, how long have we been talking about this since literally, like, April, May, when did tickets go on sale?
0: For sure. Yeah, I think it was April, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: I – and I think, like, I really thought you were going to go. Like, I thought you would figure – and I think Mm -hmm. we all did. We all thought, like, Joy's going to get it. Joy's going to get like the last, yeah. you know, you're yeah. going to scoop some amazing ticket. Yeah. So it had been a long, a lot of anticipation for like a very
0: anticlimactic yeah. evening where I just passed out in bed and I was like watching it and it did look amazing. I have no, yeah, it was great. But I also knew the gut punch of sticker shock and buyer's remorse I would have. Like it needs to be an even balance for me. I don't, I'm not speaking for, I'm sure some people can do that and be like worth every penny, But the sticker shock of that for me felt so out of my comfort zone that I was like, I would just be thinking about the the whole how much I paid for this ticket the whole night. And I would probably look for reasons why it wasn't worth it. And so I was like, I need to go with like none of that behind me. So I realized I had so many choices in this matter, probably could have bought a ticket way earlier. But, you know, at the time, again, you're kind of like, I'm not really sure what trends are going to happen. And we, you know, Scott was like, let's just keep waiting. And. Sure, we found a couple that we could have jumped on. You know, it's like woulda, coulda, shoulda, which is actually the name of her song, but.
1: <laughs> well, so I, yeah, I selfishly hope we do go to Dublin. We were texting about this one this weekend. And yeah, I was like, you know, what? I don't even really want to go to Taylor Swift, but I do really want to go to Ireland with my friend Joy. So that would be fun.
0: <laughs> it really would be fun. You know, I was just thinking about that too and how she's still touring. Like she's got plenty of touring dates. Maybe she'll do Canada. You just you just never know. So there's never still hope, know. but Denver has come and gone.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. <clears throat> what a bummer.
0: But Newport Beach was fun. I, I feel like I feel like the timing of that trip also made me super emotional because going from just constant fun and laughter and whenever so these are all my high school friends that we try to do annual trips with. We went to Newport Beach, we stayed in a beach house. It was like a block from the beach, so we just walked everywhere. We ate tacos for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We ate donuts. We ate just delicious. Oh, my gosh. There's this, like, bodega that has the most incredible egg sandwiches you've ever had (laughs) on, like, a toasted bagel with cream cheese and avocado and lemon pepper. And I put an egg on it, and it was just delicious. Honestly,
1: I love, I'm really in, like, a breakfast sandwich phase in my life right now.
0: Oh, just I love a breakfast sandwich, particularly on a bagel. Oh, it was so good. I got an everything bagel. They had, yeah, they, it was great. They had a coffee bar where there's just like pots of coffee lining the wall and you just picked whatever you wanted. They have it was, it was so cute because it was this tiny like hole in the wall store too. Anyway, so we'd walk to that every day and the beach, the weather was perfect. The vibe was just like, it, it kind of brought me back because so many people from Arizona are there trying to get out of the heat. And so it's like a straight shot from Phoenix to go to Newport beach, like a five hour drive, really easy to get there. And so a lot, a lot of it it was so touristy. I think every single house there was every beach house was a, was a rental. And so there was just tons of families hanging out, people riding bikes everywhere, just oh Claire you would have loved it just like surfers I think my favorite scene was when we're walking on the boardwalk to go get acai bowls and this pack of teenagers rolls by on skateboards with their surfboards under their arm and they're just like salty like messed up hair and they're just like barefoot I've never seen so many barefoot, barefoot people on the most disgusting ground ever but it's like it's that's just that's normal but it was so, it was just so lovely. It was so California. And they had like a, a surf camp going on for students. And so there was like, or like kids. That was really fun to watch. But anyway, so it was a really good trip. So And just that belly laugh when you're with people who've known you your whole life and you just like talk about the funniest memories. We laughed so hard that the first night I was there and the next morning I woke up with like a hangover, but from laughing because my head hurt so bad. So it was really just this constant dopamine rushing through my brain and then flying home to the most depressing scenario of not making it to the concert that I've been like really wanting to go through. i'm like i think i had a really bad crash you know like post vacation totally. blues where you're like I'm especially because yeah
1: and like in any other situation in any other weekend that southern california trip like you would have just soaked the whole thing in drank all the juices eaten all the little snacky snacks mm-hmm. there's something about like a southern california snack jack mm-hmm. for you that really just
0: yeah i had so much green juice boxes. yeah that same bodega had green juice like fresh made green juice It's your dream.
1: I feel like if we ever become billionaire podcasters, which obviously we're very on track to
0: do. We're on track for that. You know, I think it's our time.
1: Um, We will both move to Southern California and I will live my surfing dreams and you will live your like neighborhood juice bar dreams. Uh,
0: And just walking, like I want to be, I'll grow my hair long and just let it be flowy and beachy. Everyone's riding a beach cruiser in a bikini top. I mean, just it speaks to my soul. That is, I think, who I am really inside. And that will be my life one day. I was just taking it all in, taking it all in. And it was really funny because so one of the girls that were with vacations there all the time. So some of her cousins were there, just people that we knew from high school, because they're always there. And so it was almost like a high school reunion. Cause we will be walking down the beach and she saw her cousin who I haven't seen since high school. And it was so weird. I was like, are we going to be kind of like, I was like, Stephanie to be prepared, prepared. Are we going to be seeing people from high school all weekend? Cause I'm not sure if I'm ready for it. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, w- it was like that though. Like people yeah. drove up and like, cause they all know us from high school too. and It is almost like you're back in high school, the pack of seven of us, eight of us right so even like in context people like, oh, pulling up girls Pe- exactly and people pulling up being like hey guys and i'm like i haven't seen you literally since i was 18 years old um
1: why are you here right now it
0: was a it was a trip it was a trip yeah
1: um i did meet a podcast listener who did the 5k also and her husband who did the 5k with oh, a yay. baby on, in a backpack and he crushed it they both crushed it oh her my name is robin hi robin if you're listening so that was really fun. And I, she knew that I was doing it. She'd like messaged me a couple of times on Instagram DMs like, oh, I'm doing this race too. Maybe I'll see you. And like I said, like almost twice as many people did the 10K as the 5K. So it was like a little little group of us 5K runners. Um, so I was really excited that she came and said hi because I know sometimes people are like, oh, I saw you, but I didn't come say hi. If you ever see us in the wild, please come say hi. We love it.
0: We do love and it. And it was
1: just so fun to chat with her. And uh, yeah, she and her husband crushed it.
0: Congratulations. I was texting with Kelly yesterday because I was telling her about my FOMO and how sad I was. And I was like, I think what I need to do is I need to set up some goals. And I need to like, maybe I'll sign up for a race. And she was like, okay, that was a weird, tra- <laughs> that was a weird progression. Like going from FOMO to be, FOMO to be like, I think I'm going to look at some races. But I do. I feel like I need some goals for the rest of the year to focus on. You need because like,
1: yeah, you need something. I need to something
0: to accomplish and to, to, to focus on. To that's going to. Totally because I just uh, yeah and I'm 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 on this like precipice of depression because we're turning in Joe in a few weeks and that's really feeling heavy so I feel like I need to really be I mean and to be fair we have a lot of things coming up like Scott and I are going to Vegas to see you two we in the big dome we're going to some concerts at Red Rocks coming up like we have some really fun things on the docket but I just feel like I need I really need to like consume my brain with something because i'm i'm a little worried about my mental state trying to stay ahead of it not just because of taylor swift but just (laughs) right that's not it it shouldn't have taken me down that easily i think that's what i'm trying to say it's like
1: you're like something's yeah something's going on we
0: need something going on
1: very fair all right, guys. I think that's all the, t- the time we have for this week. Stay tuned on Instagram to see if we are going to get Taylor Swift tickets to Dublin. Maybe that'll be enough to pull you out of the bog, but maybe not. Or you can do I'll a 16 miler know. and
0: steamboat that Kelly Watch stories today if you're listening to this in real time because, yeah, the 16 miler and steamboat Kelly, that's funny. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, but more you could pay to- pay
1: With your friend Claire.
0: Yes. yes. More yes. doable. But yes, watch stories today because you'll you'll find out if I got tickets to Dublin. You
1: can find us on Instagram at Claire underscore. You can find us online at joyandclare.com. You can email us. This is joyandclare at gmail.com. Don't forget to support our sponsor, Ned. That's helloned.com, discount code joy, J-O-Y. Thank you so much for being here. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Bye. Bye, everybody.